Get ready. Hello and welcome to another episode of College Talk. As I mentioned at the end of our last episode, we are uh, putting a pause on our grad school series and we're going to talk a little bit um, about uh, college access in the landscape um, of uh, COVID-19 and kind of how that looks like. And I'm really excited. Um, today I have a college advisor. So someone who is like in the thick of it, boots on the ground. Um, and we're going to just kind of have a free form chat about what's going on, what students need, what we can be doing and all that fun stuff. Um, and so I'm here with Jaylee and Jaylee, I'll let you kind of introduce yourself and talk about what you do and all that good stuff. Yeah. Hi. Um, my name is Jaylee Brown. I'm currently serving as an AmeriCorps member through Advise Michigan and the College Access Network, um, so that's MCAN. Uh, I serve at two rural, rural high schools um, in the northwest region of, me- of Michigan, uh, Onekama and Bear Lake. Um, so AmeriCorps is a program that provides the service around the nation in a wide range of local services. So they work through education, health care, and a lot more things. Um, and these are service programs that engage thousands of Americans in community service each year. So my specific program serves uh, to increase the number of high school students that are entering into and completing post-secondary education, um, and specifically those of low income and first generation. Um, so I'm serving in my schools, in my sites, um, to instill confidence and motivation in those students through my advising um, and with their families, too. So means of one-on-one meetings, um, my programming and event setups and going on campus visits um, and having reps come in and talking to them. But definitely during this COVID-19 mishaps, how that's going on here, mm-hmm. that's become a little bit more difficult. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, I imagine, um, you know, we were kind of talking before this, it's really sort of changed how we do stuff. And, you know, you're talking about those one-on-one meetings and the programming and you can't do that face-to-face anymore. And, and you, um, you mentioned being in a, in a rural, uh, rural area. And I know that's something that, um, I, I have struggles with, with students as well, where we're having to navigate, okay, how can we still, talk and meet and work through things without Wi-Fi, sometimes without good cell service. And, and so what, what has that kind of been like for you? So, yeah, again, it's been super difficult um, serving at my sites and trying to navigate these different means of communication. But, um, I mean, it's kind of making myself and I'm sure a lot of others just take a step back and meeting the students where they're at, kind of mm-hmm. going back to the basics. Mm-hmm. Um So whether that be like connecting through different means, like maybe by phone, texting them, social media, I know that a lot of them still have data and internet on their phones. Mm -hmm. So that's also a really good way to get connected with them. Mm -hmm. But just really trying every avenue that you can to kind of meet the student where they're at. Yeah. Yeah. And I know, you know, it is going to look a lot differently. And and I think about like um, my mom just retired. 
Uh, sorry, mom. And she, <laughs> technology isn't always like her forte. And, and, you know, she was really good with the things that she was comfortable with. Like, um, oh gosh, I don't know. I don't know if they use Moodle or what at their school, but you know, whatever they had to use Skyward Moodle, you know, whatever, um, you know, really good with that stuff. And, and she was able to do a lot on that end. But, um, I know for a lot of people, like this is probably throwing a curveball and, you know, at them in terms of like, how do I communicate with students? Like, Cause like, I, you know, if you don't want to give out your personal phone number as like, you know, an education person in, in the community, like that's understandable. But, um, I guess for you, I know I've got a couple of things that I've kind of, you know, tricks that I've got up my sleeve at LSSU, but what are some things you mentioned texting and, and, you know, reaching out and, and hearing from them on social media, what are some things you found have worked for communication? Um, so definitely Facebook. Facebook and I was I was kind of surprised at this too but they're all on it they all get the notifications they're not all going to check their notifications from their email mm-hmm. but social mm-hmm. media you got them they're right. stuck they're sucked in um so I've noticed that just like even direct messaging on there mm-hmm. it's a great way to connect to them they get the notification right on their phone um you're not like having it out there like as a post for everybody to see so it's like they feel like it's that one-on-one connection again. Mm-hmm. So definitely social media has been a good means, but then just making sure that they have access to like all the resources that I have mm-hmm. that I believe they should have. Like I'll make, um, so I have different Facebook groups for my, uh, service sites. Um, I've made Google classrooms. Nice. I have different Google folders for them that they can look through. So, there's a lot of different ways that I'm just connecting with them and making sure they have those resources. Yeah, definitely. Um, and it, I think it might be different cause I am working with, uh, college students, um, who, and some of them are older, um, and non, non-traditional students as well. But one thing that I use is the Google meets, um, through their, cause mm-hmm. we have the Google suite for our emails. And so that's kind of included with everything and it's free. And so I've been doing video, um, chats and meetings for like my one-on-one things. But then, um, for students who don't have Wi-Fi or internet, it does come with a phone number and a pin. And so I've had students who are pretty willing to like call in and, and have that conversation over the phone. Um, but I also have students who want to use Google Hangout and students who want to use email. Um, you know, and, and so I guess like my question is, uh, I mean, are you feeling like with the high schoolers, it's, you know, calling is kind of a bust. It's pretty much social media or nothing or like, where, you know, where, where are you, what are you finding with that? I guess. So right now it's kind of hard to answer that question just because, mm-hmm. um, those, so governor Whitmer had announced that we were going to have those three weeks. Right. Um, so then really a lot of our students were just thinking, and even our school administrators, oh, well, we're just going to make it a three-week spring break type thing, and then ah. we'll get back into the, the swing of things. So mm-hmm. during that, those first, like, we're just getting back from that, they're still, they were still thinking, like, why would we need to connect with our college advisor when, or mm-hmm. our teachers when we're probably going to be coming back to school? Gotcha. So now that that announcement came out that we won't be coming back to school. Um, I think that will be, it will look a little bit different, Mm -hmm. um, because now they know that they are going to start to need to reach out and, um, they're going to have to attend classes, whether it be through like zoom meetings or the Google 
the Google chat, but yeah. just like knowing that the teachers are going to be reaching out to them, I'm going to be reaching out to them. So, okay. So that's kind of just like all of a sudden a transition of, cause we're, I guess on a different timeline, like we knew uh, mid March that all of our classes for the rest of the semester were like, poof, they're online. So um, mm-hmm. the students, like a lot of students left and then we were still on campus and then ended up, you know, going remote as well. But, um, you know, we kind of had like a, it was like, I think it was like a Wednesday. Um, and then, so we were like, all right, like Thursday was building all these different virtual services. And then whoop, Friday was like, all right, it's go time and we'll troubleshoot along the way. And so it's, it's like almost like a different timeline. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. So I guess what we should do in thinking of, um, uh, how this might look differently now that, you know, students are like, okay, now I have to access virtually or over the phone or something. I have to talk to my counselor, my advisor, my teacher, whatever. Um, do you want to just like chat through like different, <laughs> different ways that we might be able to communicate with students? Like I mentioned the Google meets and Google hangouts. Those are two different things. Um, you talked about yeah. zoom, um, mm-hmm. and you talked about Facebook uh, I found through, like, I had an Instagram page for our, our college advising, and I found that students would direct message the, uh, it was Plainwell High School. Um, they would uh, message that, and I could talk to them through Instagram. Um, what are some other other things, other ways? Um, so, I mean, just giving them other, like, maybe not having them fully respond back, but I've made presentations like through Prezi Mm. and have had like voiceover. So it's like, I don't really have to be live or have, have them tune into it, but it's something that I can just send to them. Yeah. If they want to listen to it, it's there. Like I've made tons of those, but then, um, also like Flipgrid, I'm not, I'm still kind of new to this, but, um, it's something that I want to try and use, but, it's, it's something that the students can access. Um, you can post a question mm-hmm. and students can respond in either, um, a comment. So writing it out mm-hmm. or they can voice record or they can video and voice record at the same time. So it's kind of making it a little bit more interactive, a little okay. bit more fun. Okay. So cool. it's something I'm, I'm looking forward to trying, but it's definitely new for me. Yeah, definitely. That sounds really interesting. I know, um, Prezi now has this thing. I've been uh, using it for work quite a bit. Uh, they have like a video feature that's free along mm-hmm. with it too. That's been really fun. But um, one thing that we use through Moodle is called Big Blue Button. And it kind of gives you this like whiteboard thing. But I think unless you have like a Moodle classroom or an online classroom, I don't think that would you'd have access to it. But on Google Meet and like doing that video conferencing chat thing, um, you can present and record on that and same with zoom so we've had a lot of professors who will use one of those and have a live lecture but they know that like students won't be able to tune in because their wi-fi won't let them but they'll be able to like view the link after letting it buffer for like an hour later and so (laughs) they'll record the lecture and post it so that students can like you know they can still access that that information and um so it sounds like kind of like what you're doing with Prezi. You, yeah, depending on, on what you're comfortable with, there's a few different options for that. That's fantastic. That It's called Flipgrid? Yes, Flipgrid. Flipgrid. Okay, that's really And cool. I actually learned about that from one of my students. Because mm. um, I was emailing, because at my one of my sites I have college ambassadors. Mm-hmm. So I picked some juniors and seniors to help um, start kind of more of a college-going culture yeah. and, like, giving ideas of events and stuff. So. Nice. Since we were out of school, I started emailing them. I'm like, guys, I need some ideas. Like, 
you guys are in the now. I'm a little like <laughs> outdated from being in high school. So um, then one of my students responded back by saying that one of their teachers used Flipgrid and it was really cool. Okay. So, yeah. Nice. Um, I know we've been doing, um, like, I have... I have students who've told me that like their professors are using Kahoot um, for like their mm, quiz quizzes, yep. like their graded quizzes. They use Kahoot for those, but we use Kahoot for like, cause um, I'm in campus life. So we do residence life activities and then also like Laker success academic stuff. Um, and so we're using Kahoot for like um, trivia to like keep students who are at home or on campus, like virtually engaged and they can still interact with each other. Um, and so uh, you know, there might be a way for you to work with your students via Kahoot or, you know, whatever, but it's, it's interesting because there's a lot out there. And like you said, you're new to it and you're just kind of playing around with it and figuring it out. And I think like, that's the absolute perfect mindset and like spirit to have going into that is like, no one really (laughs) knows what they're doing. Right. And so, um, just like being flexible and just be willing to be playful. Um, yeah. Yeah. Cause I think, I think that's honestly like the best way that we can kind of, you know, get through everything is just give it a go. And if it works cool, if it doesn't, you know, start on a different path, but, um, yeah. Yeah. Cause I mean, it is a very unknown time right right now. And it's, and like we talked about before is like getting uncomfortable is really important during this time. Just yeah everybody's going through it. Everybody's rolling with the punches as they come. Mm-hmm. And some individuals are going through other things that we don't know about. So mm-hmm. it's like, I don't know. It's, it's, it's just, there's bigger things happening behind closed doors that not everybody has the same priority of, as our priority. Right. So that's true. And I, I love what you said. Yeah. Bringing up the idea of, of being uncomfortable. I think we ask a lot of our students to put themselves in learning zones and, you know, kind of be uncomfortable and find that spot for growth. And I think this is a time where we can really lead by example, um, you know, and, and put ourselves out there. And, um, you know, I think one of the things that I've found that's worked really well with like, you know, my student staff or just, you know, students in general is being like kind of vulnerable with them and saying like, this is really weird. And I gotta be honest with you, I don't really know what I'm doing, but like, I'm still trying. Um, and, you know, we've, you know, be able to connect over that. And I think it's helped some students because um, I think there's a lot of yeah fear of the unknown, but also they feel like they're kind of floating on their own and they feel bad for not knowing how to handle stuff. But um, mm-hmm. yeah, I think now is the time to let ourselves be uncomfortable and, and vulnerable and, you know, ask for each other for help. And like you, you know, asked your students, like, what, what are your people using right now? Um, I think that segues into another really great point, you know, like what are you using right now, but also like, what do you need right now? Um, Exactly. Yeah. I think a lot of the work that we do comes from, you know, research. uh, And, you know, as we were talking earlier, I said that research, like this is not a variable that was ever thought of and, you know, going through these studies and and things. So how, how could we know, you know, what a student needs right now in terms of college access or for me in terms of college retention or whatever. And, um, I don't know. I think that's a really important thing to kind of think on too is, you know, you, it was for you, you sent out an email and you're like, what do you, what do you use? And they said this, cause it sounds like they want the interaction. They don't just want like, you know, I guess a PDF is super, inf- inf- you know, has a lot of information and they can use it in the moment. But, um, like that, it's really cool that they were like, we want interaction. Like we want to engage. Um, yeah. I guess like, you know, how in your experience, 
or I guess at this point, how are you kind of planning on, on asking like, Hey, what do you need? Or even better, you know, I mean, we can just chat about this too, but like how, how do we as like adults like kind of let down that barrier and say to a student, like, you know, this is, this is different. What can we do for you and, and figure out how to make that work? Well, I know at least through the Advise Michigan program, mm-hmm. um, we are kind of setting it to be kind like our goal is to meet or even, well, can't really be meet, but meet virtually mm-hmm. and connect virtually with our students, all of our students, um, every week. Okay. Uh, so just the fact that we're trying, mm-hmm. I mean, you have to put the effort in the initiative to try and yeah. reach out to them and then it kind of leaves it in their field the ball in their field Mm -hmm. to connect back. Mm -hmm. So, but then you, you also have to kind of approach it in a way that the students know that you're, you're caring about them as a whole Mm -hmm. and you're not just, you're not just trying to get that college information out of them. Mm -hmm. Um, But just because, especially our seniors, like both college seniors and high school seniors, just it's a devastating time. Yeah. Um, high school seniors are missing out on their spring sports, mm-hmm. year performances, prom, yeah. um, most well like graduation. Yeah. Um, so so you kind of have to take your mind off the end goal and see where the students are at in the moment. Right. And I feel like once they know that you're taking those steps day by day and consistently coming back and being a constant for them, mm-hmm. that it makes it easier for them to want to connect with you mm-hmm. and tell you their plans. So, yeah. Oh, that's awesome. I mean, you know, kind of talking about that, that emotional, um, headspace and how that's so different right now. And, and I know, um, you know, in our area, we're trying to figure out how do we run our food pantry still, um, you know, yeah. and, and stuff like that. And so like, you know, that hierarchy of needs, right. Uh, the triangle, like, um, college is in that top part and we got to make sure those other parts are being, you know, met before that. Um, and sometimes it's really difficult, I think, you know, for, for anyone, but I think especially someone who's like trying to find themselves and like assert themselves like a young adult, um, that they do need help or that, you know, something isn't going well for them and they're nervous or something about whatever. And, and so I think, you know, kind of, being it, like you said, being a constant and like continuously saying like, what can I do? Or, you know, what's going on? Where's your head at? Um, you know, is a really important thing right now in terms of like helping them realize that like, I'm not just like a number or a statistic for you to like check off your to-do list, but like, you know, we're here for, for me, like you're here for me. You're not here for like my college application. And I think that's huge. Um, that's such a good point. Yeah. Um, I think kind of going off that, like, uh, I know one thing, you know, when I was in Advise Michigan that we talked a lot about was that near peer, um, aspect of things where, uh, you know, because you are younger and you just got out of college, um, you know, students might interact with you or feel more comfortable interacting with you about college. Um, and, you know, saying like, is the dorm food like really bad? Cause you know, they don't want to like upset you know, someone on like a a tour or something, but like they feel comfortable asking you that. Um, You know, I think there's that piece too where, you know, college is so fresh for the advisors that there's this idea of, you know, if I ask them this question, they're going to be able to access like, okay, I I feel very nervous about this. How did you handle, 
you know, finding out where your classes were, you know, so you didn't get lost on the first day. Like they, they can ask you those questions cause they feel like it's really fresh for you. Um, but on the flip side, like there's also periods of time when students are like, I want an adult. And I think like, I guess from my experience, like as a college advisor, like I was seen as an adult, but also like wasn't. And so I think like they're still going to lean a lot on counselors and, and, and teachers and, you know, maybe different other administration folks in the building that they're comfortable with. But um, it's going to be in like a weird communication format. And so I think like my big question is how do we bridge the gap and make sure that all those lines of communication that the students feel comfortable using, but maybe like we or, you know, a counselor or a teacher um, might not feel comfortable communicating on like how can we now as we're preparing for this start to bridge the gap um, to make sure that when students are reaching out uh, through those modes of communication like someone's there to answer yeah so I think it kind of the answer is kind of within itself Mm. Um, just like going back to what we talked about but just getting uncomfortable Mm. Um, those those staff counselors whoever they just they need to be able to get uncomfortable and learn to get comfortable with different modes of communication, yeah. whether that's asking, like even sending out a message to a student being like, Hey, I really don't know how to use this, but I see you guys are using it a lot and I want to communicate with you. Mm. Um, can you help me? Um, or maybe they have a niece or a nephew or they have even, even one of the students is their son or daughter. Right. Just oh, ask, yeah. like reaching out and asking for that help, mm-hmm. I think is definitely going to be a game changer in mm-hmm. this. Yeah. And I didn't even think about that. But when you said like reach out and ask like a student, you know, like that also too puts that student all of a sudden, you know, if they are feeling really uncertain about stuff, it, it gives them almost like a chance, an opportunity for like a confidence boost, um, you know, and that they're being yeah. a part of the solution, which is also kind of a, a cool side effect. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, it's just, uh, I think it's just like, it's, it's a weird time. Um, I, yeah, I like that. We keep kind of going back to the idea of, you know, get used to being uncomfortable cause that's just gonna, you know, kind of be how it is. And, um, looking at that, I think, you know, I guess what are some things that you're thinking you might start to see kind of coming down the pipeline that you're trying to prepare for as we are heading into April and, and May and decision day and all that stuff. Yeah. So that's, um, that's a great question. <laughs> um, so that's definitely in the territory of the unknown as well. Um, just we're trying to do it day by day, but you know, I think at the end of the day, just all the, all the service that the advisors are putting in all the work that staff and teachers are putting in and admissions, um, representatives, mm-hmm. just everybody in a whole, um, I think we'll come to see that we're going to get more connections from students Mm -hmm. and um, because they aren't going to have that constant person being at the school or Mm -hmm. being at the university that's normally there to communicate with them. And they're, they're going to miss that and they're going to want to reach out Mm -hmm. and they're going to be confused and they're going to want to reach out. But Mm -hmm. um, I think what we need to do from the beginning is reach out first So then it's not on them, Mm. but we're putting that first foot forward. Okay. Yeah, absolutely. But as far as decision day goes and (laughs) stuff, um, I mean, that's still being a, that's still getting talked about and like ideas, but, um, 
again, unknown. Mm-hmm. I talked to a teacher before and I think at Onekama, they're still trying to see when this, um, stay at home order will be lifted mm-hmm. and, um, probably doing some of their senior stuff and celebrations in the summer, like oh, late yeah. August. So, yeah, that's a cool idea too. Um, almost like at that point it gets to be kind of like a cool little send off too, you know, depending on, on when students are headed, headed to college yeah, exactly. and, and different things, things like that. Um, this just popped in my head and we didn't talk about it, but, um, I think one thing that's important to talk about and it's hard cause there's a lot of other like uncertainty and, and fear. And I don't know that students are thinking about like the economic side of things, but, um, I think it might be good for some of those students who, are on the fence about maybe going into an apprenticeship or, you know, an associates or a certificate. And they're thinking like, do I want to do a trade or do I just want to go into the workforce? I think now would be a really good time to, to try and have a conversation with them and, and, um, say like, you know, Hey, that associates degree in the next couple of years, um, just with the way the economy might be changing. And we don't know, obviously it's all, you know, projections, but mm-hmm. it, that may end up paying off a lot more than we thought it was going to a year ago, you know, just based on how everything has changed. And Definitely. Um, yeah, I didn't even think about that, but I mean, shoot, we should talk about that too. Um, mm-hmm. I know, you know, the schools that I, I was at, um, uh, I was at two different high schools and, and the first one was like, it was like in, uh, in the city of Port Huron, but then also like a lot of the students were from Kimball Township, which is a lot more rural. And so, um, we had like just a really interesting mix of students um, and like trades were obviously on a lot of people's minds, but because it was a more urban area, there were, there were more chances. Um, I feel like for folks to just kind of jump into the workforce. Um, and then I was at a more rural school in Plainwell and like there were some manufacturing things around, but it was not like the, the number um, that was. And so for a lot of students, they were looking at those different um, trades, but it was sort of like, how do I get there? How do I do that? And I think, those conversations of like, well, why aren't you like, what's holding you back are going to be really important right now. I guess, what are your thoughts on that? Yeah. And I, I guess I should have, um, kind of plugged in the beginning that my service isn't only just towards the four year university or associate's degrees and stuff, but, Mm -hmm. um, definitely trade school and apprenticeships. That's definitely in the talk and that needs to be more, talked about yeah too and especially during these times I mean a lot of different um careers and and workforce jobs are just they're being hit hard right now and Mm -hmm. and that's definitely something we do need to look into and talk more about um but yeah the economic side it's just I think this is a time for students to reach out and really think about what they're thinking of going into Mm mm-hmm or want to go into and, Mm -hmm. um, just kind of throw ideas out there of, is this something that is going to look promising for me Mm -hmm. in the future? And I think that we are good people to, um, bounce those ideas off of Mm because we do a lot with with the jobs and careers and college. So, yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah, I think just that, again, you know, obviously the landscape has shifted within like a month because of, of COVID-19. And um, I, I have a feeling that if it's there's just been this much shift in a month, I imagine that it's not just going to bounce back to normal when it's over and, and we're going to see a continued shift in 
things are going to be weird for a while. And, um, yeah, it's like, if you could take steps to, to be prepared for when that, that hits, that's awesome. Um, I won't get political cause I know you can't, uh, <laughs> but I, I think it does like, it raises some other questions of, um, yes, education is super important, but, uh, yeah, there's a lot that I think needs to be looked in and talked about because, um, I think some people have unfortunately really, um, kind of lost out in all of this, uh, just because, um, yeah, because of things that aren't always in their control. And, um, mm-hmm. yeah. And, and, and so, uh, I think it's important to, to have those conversations, especially if you have students that, you know, are really on the fence, um, and really trying to figure out like what's, what's keeping them from, you know, from, from climbing over and, um, yeah. And seeing if you can help, if there is a barrier, you know, seeing if you can help them kind of get over it or, or tear it down, um, a little bit to hopefully make choices that might, uh, provide them more opportunities in the future. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yep. Um, speaking of advise Michigan and, and all that stuff as we're not talking about politics, y'all are in <laughs> uh hiring season, right? We are. Ooh. And so you can go to the website mm-hmm. if you all are listening to this. Um, so it's the Michigan College Access.org. So that's just micollegeaccess.org. Mm-hmm. And on there, there is a plug for us. Um, if you look up um, Advise Michigan on there, or you can just even Google Advise Michigan. Yeah. Um, but they will, they have something on there. So it's the cohort recruitment. It's open now. Um, so applicants must have graduated in or after December, 2017. Um, and there's different partner colleges and universities Mm -hmm. that you guys can find on the website. Um, but it's an awesome program to serve with. Um, couldn't be more happy to be with them, but I would definitely say that if, you like to help just in general, just like to help other people. Mm -hmm. Um, I think this is just a really rewarding and, um, just great service. Mm -hmm. So absolutely. I know. Um, I really enjoyed, uh, my experience. I, I went and actually did, I did grad school. Um, and I had my master's in higher ed and I was like, um, I didn't, I, I appreciate that like student activities is really important, but I realized that I did not want to do that. And I was, I felt very at a loss cause that was kind of like what my whole grad experience had been about. And that's like what I knew in higher ed. Um, and I was looking at teach for America and then, um, my friend who was in it, she was just finishing up her first year and she was like, I think you should check this out. Like, I think you'd like it. Uh, and I'm really glad that I did cause it opened my eyes to a lot of issues that students would, um, have coming into higher ed and like how that would continue on a campus. Like as soon as they step on a campus, you know, being a first generation student doesn't just stop like, you know, once you're there. So, um, Mm -hmm. it was really eye opening. It was fantastic. So I'd say like, if you're thinking about going into higher ed, this one's really great. If you're thinking about going into counseling or school counseling, or even if you want to be a teacher, um, cause you do get like experience in high school and you get to see what that's like. And, um, Yeah. I thought it was really cool. My brother did a Vista program and I'm, I know his was cool and everything, but I think, <clears throat> I think mine was better. So, 
<laughs> I might have to agree. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, the I'd say like the the supervising staff as well. They're all really rad. So um, mm-hmm. yeah, definitely. I would. I whoa. I threw my microphone. Um, I <laughs> I would recommend uh, from my experience. Join. It sounds like you're having a great time. This is your first year, right? Yep, my first year serving. Okay, that's good because that's always like I feel like the tougher, scarier year. So if you're enjoying it, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and I'm coming back for a second. Boom! So there you go. Good too. <laughs> yes, absolutely. Um, yeah, so definitely apply. Give it a shot. Um, it's great cause you get the, the ed award and you can like, I'm using that to pay off my student loans, which is fantastic. Um, other people mm-hmm. can use it to go to grad school or, you know, whatever, whatever you're kind of looking at. So, um, and that follows Pell Grant, right? And so that's over 6,000. Yes. Ah, that's nice. That's, that is a very nice ed award. So, um, lots of benefits. Yes. Awesome. Very much so. Yeah. All right. Well, I think that's all the questions that I had for you. Is there anything else that you want to throw in uh, before we, we peace out? Um, I just recommend that people just check out the MCAN website and mm-hmm. look into Advise Michigan. It's a really amazing program. But anything in AmeriCorps as well, just mm-hmm. serving your community and serving the United States, especially Michigan, mm-hmm. um, just... It's amazing, and I would suggest it to people. Yeah, yeah, definitely worthwhile. feels really good, and you get to do a lot of really cool stuff. Yes, awesome. I agree. Sweet. Well, thank you for coming on. Yeah, thank you for having me. For sure. Um, and everyone else, thank you. Thank you so much for uh, stopping by and listening. Um, there might be a little bit of a break Um I'm going to see who else I can get in to kind of talk about some of those things, um, like tip, um, different things like that. But um, hopefully there isn't too much of a pause, but I think we're going to be focusing more on how we can help students in the future and uh, have some podcasts very directly focused on um, stuff that seniors might need to be doing right before um, they get to uh, graduation, what will be graduation time and heading off to college. So as always, it is a pleasure to chat with you here on College Talk. (laughs) 